Welcome to the Musea Podcast. This is Michael Howard, and I am the founder and CEO of Musea. This is episode number 50, and it is quite a doozy. Um, we got a huge show for this episode, and on this show, we have the photographer Zach Arias, which many of you know and follow on um, Twitter, and you also follow his blog. So I'm excited to uh, dig into this podcast and let you guys listen to Zach and what he has to say about uh photography and his book and, and many other topics which I'll get into in a second uh, but first off I just want to um, talk about a couple of things uh, first I just want to say uh, thank you to um, all the new listeners I'm assuming we're having a bunch of new listeners because we're having Zach on the show today and um, I just want to say hey thanks for listening uh, welcome to the Musea podcast uh, if you're new to the Musea podcast um, you can follow us at soundcloud.com slash musea that's where all the podcasts are at you can also find us on iTunes. Uh, if you like this podcast, you can catch up with all of our previous episodes there. Um, also, just a little bit about Musea. Uh, if you haven't heard of the company or don't even know what we're doing, um, what Musea is, is uh, it's an online proofing system for photographers. Uh, so you can sell your work and you can also archive your work through there. Uh, it's free to use and we take a 16% commission of all sales. 2% of those sales go to water.org to help with the global water crisis and 1% goes to the Musea Fund which is a, a grant system that we've created for photographers uh, that where we're going to save up a bunch of money and then we're going to give it away to a photographer uh, to pursue some sort of personal project that has a really awesome social social message to it. So um, that's kind of the nitty-gritty of what we do. We also One of the other things we do is we also are uh, hosting education events um, every now and then. And so our second ever education event is actually coming up next month in July. Uh, July 16th, 17th, and 18th. It's in the Tacoma, Washington, Seattle area. Uh, you can learn more about it at museagathering.com. Get your tickets there. Um, it's a three-day event. People that are teaching at this event are uh, Kirk Mastin's teaching the 16th. Uh, Ryan Muirhead is teaching the 17th. And Cole and Jacob from Nordica Photography are teaching the 18th. So it's going to be a great event. Uh, if you haven't heard about Musea or the Musea Gathering, uh, please check those out. Also, the huge, uh, another huge announcement we have, probably the biggest, uh, biggest one that we have coming up lately with our Musea store is uh, yesterday we officially announced that the Musea store is international. So if you live in the following countries, you can now use the Musea store and sell your work. So uh, we now work in Australia, Canada, uh, the United Kingdom, New Zealand, and uh, all of Europe. So any place that takes euros. And we are so excited to uh, grow Musea to be in different countries. Uh, this means a lot for the company and where we're headed. Um, it's going to speed up some things, which we're extremely excited about. And uh, also, we're just grateful to reach all of you out there that have been asking us uh, to do this so that you can use the Musea store for your um, online proofing uh, system. And so we're excited to uh, bring you on board and uh, that we can serve you and hopefully uh, form a long-term relationship with you. So thanks so much for, uh, for yeah, hopping on board with that. You can... Uh, Learn more about that um, on the Musea blog, uh, blog.mymusea.com. I posted a little uh, post there yesterday, so you can learn about that. All right, but anyway, on to the podcast with Zach Arias, which all of you are dying to listen to, I'm sure. Um, for this podcast, me and Zach had a great talk. Uh, it was great to catch up with him. Uh, some of the things that we talk about in this podcast are the new book, obviously, that he has coming out, um, the photography Q&A book. He had this blog on uh, Tumblr where he just answered like a thousand questions, and now he's turned it into a book. Um, it is now out, I believe. Go get the book. Uh, you can get it at Amazon. I think you can get it at Barnes & Noble. Uh, it's amazing. He sent me an advanced copy, 
and uh, it's ridiculous. If you're a photographer, you need to have this book in your library. It's like a must-have, in my opinion, and it's uh, filled with truth, uh, a lot of truths, and a lot of just nitty-gritty of what it means to be a photographer and just run a business. And so it's really invaluable. And the fact that he uh, took the time to produce this is quite astonishing. And so you need to uh, at least support him, and uh, you'll get a lot out of the book. Trust me. If you and it's a great for gifts too uh, for other photographers in your life. So go out and get that uh, ASAP. Um, some of the other things we also talk about, though, are we talk a lot about just the realities of the photo industry and just having a career in photography. Uh, we talk a lot about kind of his personal motivation of like why he feels compelled to help other photographers in the way that he does. And we talk about uh, even how he um, fasts from social media uh, one time a year, and we talk about how that just affects his life uh, professionally and personally, and we get into some of that those issues. So it's a great chat. Zach's always amazing. He's always bringing the truth uh, and bringing it hard, so I think you'll love it. Uh, thank you so much for listening, as always. If you're new, thank you so much. We're excited to have you here, and hope you keep on listening. Talk to you soon. Well, Zach, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. I hope you're doing well. I'm honored to have you on here and talk to you today. So thanks so much for taking the time. Absolutely, Michael. Thank you for uh, you know taking the time to talk to me as well. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, well, obviously, uh, you got this uh, the book coming out, um, which you sent me yesterday, which I'm really uh, was honored that you did that so I could uh, look at it and read it. Um, it looks amazing. And so... I was kind of the past, um, you know, since we've been kind of been emailing about get doing this, I've kind of been thinking about stuff to ask you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, I'm trying to be going uh, a few different ways. Um, but the first thing I kind of settled on that I want to ask you is actually the first question that's in the book, uh, which I thought was kind of ironic, but, um, I figured I would want you to kind of just tell it in your own words anyway. Um, but I'm curious uh, why you even decide to make the book in the first place. Well, um, the whole like the Q and A Tumblr blog started because uh, I had a bit of a row online with a, a fairly well-known person in the photo industry, and they had come out with this ten-step photo system thing of getting started in photography. Like, you enjoy photography? Well here's 10 steps to get you on a path to a career. And it, it it basically took a big like dump on the shoulders of, of the people we stand on, you know, like, like there's a lot of people who've gone before us in this industry and we stand on their shoulders and it sort of just wrote them off as they're the old guard and you don't need to listen to them anymore. Um, cause it's a brave new world and just go for it. And it, it kind of pissed me off and there's just some bad information and it just, uh, you know, I let it get the better of me and I started a Twitter debate and then tried to take it to Facebook and tried to take it offline and just whatever. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of noise in our industry and in any industry you look at really, you find it, but there's just so much noise these days, all these top 10 lists and, you know, and uh, there's an expert around every corner, and I, I just I, I I wanted something that was maybe more signal. So I decided I was going to start some sort of project that would have no advertising, it would have no affiliate links, it would have no um, you know specific affiliation to one retailer or one brand or whatever, and it would just be kind of a brain dump of thoughts of things that are actually important in not just my life as a working photographer, but I've, I've been around enough working photographers and have learned from so many people that, you know, it's, it's stuff I've learned from others, you know? So it's not just mm-hmm. my knowledge, but much of it is, Hey, I've learned this from other people and I've observed their lives. So I started the Tumblr project 
and it was kind of a, like, if you're going to do 10 steps, I'm going to do a hundred. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to do a thousand. So I was like, I'm going to answer a thousand questions. That's what I'm going to do. And I was just kind of mad and, and, you know, so I started it. And when I got about, uh, I don't know, like seven or 800 questions in, I was digging through the archive of the blog looking for something I had previously answered. And I was just like, oh, I think I wrote a book, <laughs> you know. And um, I've had a, a relationship with a guy named Ted Waite. He's an editor with uh, New Writers and Peach Pit. Um, and we've known each other now for three or four years here in the photo industry. And he's a great guy. And he um, he always, you know, keeps in touch with me. And he's always told me, hey, if you ever want to do a book, talk to me. And I told him, you know, I'm like, I, I don't think I'm ready for a book. I don't, I don't know what I'd say. And you already have Joe McNally on your roster, so there's nothing lighting that I can do, you know. Um, and I said, if, if I ever think I'm going to do a book, I'll come to you and I'll, I'll, I'll already have a good bit of it done. How about that? Mm. Um, because when you write a book, when you sign that contract, like a, a clock starts ticking and, and there's no stopping that clock, you know. It's a maddening process that I've learned. Uh, so I went to him and I said, Hey, I've been doing this blog and this is what I think. And I think the blog is a rough draft and I'd like to take some of the material out of it and fine tune it and edit it and then start to add photographs and technical information and, and build on it. What do you think? And so that started the process. And in January we started working on it and I just got the physical thing in my hands this week and I can't believe it's done. Mm. Well, congrats, man! It looks um, amazing. It's uh, really well done. Uh, I flipped through it last night, and um, thank you. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be super helpful for a bunch of people out there, um, especially since nowadays it seems like not as many people. I don't know. I mean, I guess everybody in the history is there's always been a certain level of like self education, but yeah, um, this is something nice and tangible that. Uh, is good because you know I've gone to Barnes and Noble and stuff before and looked at a lot of the photo like instruction books and they're usually really cheese ball and horrible. Uh, but this is the kind they of nitty- can, yeah, yeah they could go that route sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> so this is like nitty gritty real stuff uh, that I think everybody needs needs to hear. So uh, kudos to you for putting that out there. Um, w- one of the questions, like just kind of looking at the book and stuff, I had was, I don't know. Um, I'm wondering just what makes you tick to really care about the industry so much and this thing about just helping other people. Because it's something that, I mean, there's a lot of great photographers out there that do great work, but a lot of them don't invest so much time and effort into trying to help others as much as you do. And so I'm curious where that drive comes from. I think the drive for me comes from, um, A, I I really respect um, the craft of what we do. And I'm constantly striving and struggling and against it and for it and with it. And um, it's the kind of one thing that kind of keeps me up at night. Um, And I guess in this day and age, it's the craft of photography is is just getting watered down a lot. you know, it's easy to say, oh, everyone with the camera thinks they're a photographer now. And, you know, there's there's some truth to that. And, and, and But it's also kind of a little too easy to say that. But but there there's truth to it in that people get a camera and then they get out there and they start taking pictures and they get 10 friends on Facebook say, oh, my gosh, you're so awesome. And, you know, it's it's like a rabbit hole. And I feel like maybe I'm becoming that crusty old guy at the end of the bar with wine stains <laughs> on his belly. It's like, you know, watch out, youngin, because if you jump down this hole, like, you don't, you don't realize how far it goes. And that comes from a lot of photographers that I in- interned with, I assisted, um, who were my teachers in school, um, you know, mentors of mine that were the crusty, you know, photographer at the end of the bar who was letting me know this is a rabbit hole. And they kicked my ass and they 
They didn't allow me to make, you know, poor excuses for poor work. Um, and they, they really had my best interest at heart, even though they would say really hard things to me. You know, I mean, I, I've walked out of critique sessions and things with like tears in my eyes going, I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to figure it out. I'm, I'm never going to make it because I have so far to go. Um, and then I know me, I, I'm an idiot and I'm not the most brilliant person in the world. And, you know, it's funny that I'm writing a book and I'm like, and my joke is, you know, I can't read, but I just wrote a book. Um, <laughs> and it's one of those things where like, holy crap, I did it, <clears throat> you know, and it was a lot of hard work and a lot of persistence and a whole ton of people helped me along the way. And a mm-hmm. ton of people are still helping me along the way. Like I am not at the top of the mountain. Like I am still like climbing and trying to find my feet in much of this industry. And there are a lot of people that I will, you know, call or email or I'll sit down with and I just I ask some questions. And I'm currently looking for like a local mentor. Um, there's one guy I'm kind of have my eye on that I just want to meet with him like once a month for coffee and talk about photography and show my work and um, so I've been at this for a while. I still feel like the kid at the adult table in some regards. Mm-hmm. And I still feel I have so far I have to go and I need <clears throat> some sort of trusted voice in my life to help me. And then if I'm asking that of somebody, then I need to be that kind of person you know, if I'm reaching up for a hand, I need to be using my other hand to let somebody else up, kind of a thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I care about the industry. I care about the craft. I know how important it is to people. I know how much somebody can want this, and I know how hard it is, and I know how deep the rabbit hole goes, and I, I want to be honest with them and say, look, you know, this is harder than you think it is, but... It's amazing and rewarding all the same, and there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. Um, and I know I'm in a little boat in the middle of the ocean, and you just see me bailing water. But I love it. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, it's, I'm out here bailing water. Like, don't think I have it figured out, but damn it, I'm out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great analogy. Um, yeah, the one thing I feel like I've seen, <clears throat> one thing I feel that's relevant going on in maybe the industry and, and something I'm trying to wrap my head around. And I think some of the stuff that you're doing with the book and just the overall touch points, it seems like maybe some of the questions people are asking you is, I don't know, I feel like there's almost two camps going on right now. There's like a camp of these people that maybe are, they're kind of lost or they just don't have the work ethic drive to maybe get to where they want to go so they're kind of frustrated and they tend to complain and, and I don't know I guess whine maybe to use like a negative word but then there's yeah. another camp I feel like that that is still like a young group you know they're still maybe they've just been in the industry the last five six seven years and they're but they work hard and they are busting their tail but there's also this sense of entitlement kind of the uh they they don't want to listen to anybody from like an old guard or anything like they feel like you know photo history is kind of irrelevant for them or it doesn't matter what happened in the past like kind of get out of my way I'm going to carve my own kind of new trail and so they're just kind of full steam ahead but they don't respect the standing on shoulders of others does that make sense yep um are, are you seeing those kind of two camps and how do you what advice maybe do you have for those two um yeah, I, I, I totally see those two camps, and I'm sure that, you know, we could start to dissect those two camps into other camps, and we could add, you know, I, I'll add the third camp of the people who are so absolutely focused on equipment and gear <laughs> and cameras and lenses and lights that they can't see the photography for all the gear, you know? Like, mm. that's a big third camp that I see. Yeah, But for the, you know, the folks that are, like, you know, overwhelmed and they're trying to get started and, you know, it, you just, it's, it's that whole, like, like losing weight, you know, or 
wanting to learn how to play piano. You have to just do the boring, stupid, hard part of changing your lifestyle, eating right, getting up and exercising when you don't want to, when it's not part of your routine, or, you know, playing chords and notes. And, you know, you have to learn to play some music before you can write music. I, I look at musicians as there are those who play music and there are those who write music. And I think I think a lot of people can learn to play someone else's song, but, but then to get to that next point takes a lot of work and struggle and, and perseverance and tenacity to be able to write music that someone later will want to play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for those that, like, you know, are curing cancer with their camera and, like, you know, think of the old guard and, you know, the old way of doing things is, you know, that's the old way. This is the new way. We're, we're in the information age now. And, and they, they just, you know, if they shoot film, it's only because it's kind of cool and there's a lab that's taking care of crap for them. Um, you know, it, there's so much of the history of photography people just don't know. That's um, so important. To, to know your roots, you know. Um, I used to really be into punk and stuff like that, and Doc Martens are kind of a, you know, a, a symbol of, of um, old-school punks. And there was an old saying is you have to know the roots before you put on the boots. Mm. And, you know, I think there's a lot to be said in photography for that. We, we need to sit down, and the portrait photographer down the street from you who's been in business for 30 years has been shooting against the same blue and gray background, you know, with the same three-point lighting system. Like, as much as you want to go, oh, that's such an old way of shooting, blah, blah, blah. Like, that person has so much uh, wisdom and knowledge and experience that you may not like their style or you may not appreciate how they shoot or something, but you need to, like, tip your hat to that person and take them out for a cup of coffee and go, you've been at this for 30 years, you know, what have you learned? And, and you know, it's, it's folks like that who've had a 30-year studio that are shutting their doors because, you know, in some ways, in their regard, they haven't been able to change, you know, mm -hmm. and they're getting run over to death by everyone with a Canon 5D <laughs> um, and a Facebook page, you know, and... It's it is a new time, it is a new era, but you can't just write off everyone from the old way of doing things. We need to learn from them because we stand on their shoulders. And, and I don't care what you're doing with photography; you're not blazing a new path. You know, it's I, I remember when when textures were like, oh, it's this whole new thing, and no, people have been sandwiching negatives and enlargers for decades upon decades, you know, uh, people have been doing multiple exposures, people, people have been doing this, all this stuff, anything that you find today in photography that's really hot, we can go back through the history of photography and find it over and over and over again, you know, and, I, and then I see a lot of young emerging photographers, like, they don't want to learn the rules, like, you know, they're, they're just doing their own thing and, and paving their own path, but but you wouldn't hire an architect that would ever say that. Like, you want an architect to know about, like, you know, engineering and and load tolerances and, you know, you don't want them to just sort of feel it out as they build your house. You want them to, like, stick with the rules of, like, you know, gravity works. And <laughs> you might need to know how gravity pulls on stuff so, like, you don't build a house that falls down. And there's the rules of photography that's very boring um, and technical and you know and a lot of people just want to go in aperture priority and TTL flash and and lightroom actions and not do the hard work of calibrating your stuff learning how to use a light meter and you know and shooting shooting a job for real as though Photoshop didn't exist yeah you know, if you had to pull that card out of your camera and hand it over, like, can you pull that off? And there are a lot of 
photographers today that if you handed them a roll of film, they could not do their job. And I'm not talking about people who do, you know, I think retouching and Photoshop for some people adds a whole new little level to their work. Like John Keatley. John Keatley's an amazing photographer out of Seattle, and he works very closely with a retoucher. Um, and retouching is part of his process. It's at the, you know, and it adds a little special sauce um, to his work. But you strip all the retouching off of it, and he still has really solid photography. Mm-hmm. Like he really knows what he's doing. Uh, Jeremy Cowart. Jeremy Cowart can go off on a Photoshop binge, you know. <laughs> but it doesn't overpower the photography underneath it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So when I talk about Photoshop, I'm not saying Photoshop is evil, and and there and and I'm trying to bust out of my way of doing things and adding a little more sauce or something. I'm trying to, you know, I've, I've anyways, you know, some Photoshop, Lightroom, all still important. Um. But, you know, you've got to invest time and you need to know what you're doing. I recently was watching a, an online class by a fairly well-known photographer and they were asked about composition. You know, what do they think about during, and, you know, as far as composition. And this photographer replied, well, I'm self-taught and I just do things by feel and things like the rule of thirds are technical and I'm not a technical photographer, um, so I don't even worry about that kind of stuff. I just, I just look at it and I, I, I feel it, and and I just was like, I just like facepalm, like oh my <laughs> god, you know, like <laughs> okay, rule of thirds first. It's not like reciprocals. It's not like you know, two point eight at sixtieth of a second is equal to f four at thirtieth of a second. Like it's. It is a compositional rule that's been going on in painting for, you know, however many centuries. Um, <clears throat> and then if you look at their portfolio of work, oh, my God, rule of thirds is all over their work, you know. Mm-hmm. And comp- good compositional basic rules of composition are all over their work. But they don't know how to talk about it, and, they don't, and, and they're teaching now. And, and so we, we're getting kind of some new people coming up. Uh, who don't know what they're talking about and they're teaching it to others and now the others don't know what they're talking about and then everyone starts to go, oh, composition, you don't need that. Like, so part of that kind of stuff, like, is like nails on a chalkboard for me sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, especially if you're going to be teaching, if you're going to put yourself into a position in front of other people saying, hey, I'm going to teach you something. If there's something you don't know, then say, hey, I don't know that, you know? Yeah. And if there's something that you don't use, then say, you know, okay, so what you're asking about is this question, all right? Now, what that means is this. I don't use it for this reason. But let me show you three examples of people who do use that particular whatever we're talking about, and they do it very well. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, at least be knowledgeable about you know, don't say, "Oh, rule of thirds is technical." I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. When in fact, you actually do. You just <laughs> don't know what the f- you're talking about. Um, and that's where I become the yeah. old man, right? At the end of the bar, pounding on the bar. Damn kids these days, and I'm not <laughs> even old. Like I'm not even like an old guy yet, but right. I feel like an old guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <sighs> it's yeah. I understand. It's kind of like a mentality. I feel like. Um... In, in the industry where some photographers have this kind of older mentality and then some have uh, not. I mean, I'm sure that's something that's just been going on for decades as well. The industry is not necessarily new. Yeah, it's nothing new, really, you know. And it's definitely not just in our industry. It's all over the yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. It's wherever people congregate. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere. Um, I was interested for you if sometimes you feel like you're kind of knowingly sacrificing time that you maybe could be spending in like really honing your own craft um, when you're no no I when you're uh, every you know, day it's, it seems like you're making a conscious decision like you're consciously sacrificing maybe your, your ability to get it to another level so that you can help others does that make sense is that something you're just yes, acutely aware of all the time 
Oh my God. Yeah. And you know, that's why like once a year I, I just back out of social media. Um, and this past year I, I left social media and I turned my Q and a blog off for, I think it was three or four months. Mm. Like I left in November and I didn't come back to it until March or April or something. Um, because I had to just go dive into other stuff because I was spending too much time on social media and the Q and A blog and stuff like that. Um, and I'm trying to have a more healthy relationship with my Q and A blog now. Like I, I only answer things if I'm waiting for Lightroom to finish exporting a job or, you know, I, I'm going to sit down one day a week and sort of knock out stuff on the blog and then not really worry about it the rest of the week. Um, I've, I've kind of been guilty of that for, um, as long as I've been getting into photography. When I was in photo school, my teachers got mad at me because I wasn't finishing my assignments in the studio because I was over here helping my friend, you know, figure out lighting, you know, and so I guess I'm just, I'm kind of that way. And, and I think, and I'm afraid that maybe at times, like I'm better at helping than I am at doing. Mm. Um, and that scares me because I, I want to do, right. um, and you know, there's the whole, well, if you can't do teach and it's, it's not that I don't fully believe in that statement at all. Um, because I've had amazing teachers who are absolutely kicked my ass with the camera. <laughs> um, but, uh, I do, um, I do, um, take time from what I should be working on other things. But at the same time, like I'm going to say, well, if I'm going to pour a lot of time into this blog, then it's got to do something else for me. And then that turned into a book, Mm -hmm. you know? So while I'm never going to ever become wealthy off of writing books, um, the time I put into the Tumblr blog turns into a book. The book will turn into opportunities for me, you know, in other places down the road somewhere kind of a thing. So if I'm going to put time into something, somewhere it's got to come back to me. But I don't want, if you go to my Tumblr blog, you're not going to find banner ads. You're not going to find affiliate links, you know, stuff like that. Um, So that specific blog is never going to bring me a penny. But, you know, things happen like... um, like I've gotten three jobs in the last uh, six months or so based on like I did the review of the Fuji X100 on my blog and I put a lot of time into that and I talked to a lot of people about cameras and stuff like that and and I've had people looking for information on the camera because they're just interested in the camera and they find my site and they look at my work and then they call me and they hire me on jobs. Mm. Um, and um, we just talked with um, a photo editor at a, a network um, you know, a network company um, this week. And it's like, how'd you find out about me? It's like, oh, well, I like that Fuji camera and I was looking around for information on it and reviews and I found your blog. And, you know, and now we're talking about, you know, doing some shoots. So, um, you know, so there are times that I'm doing something like, oh, this probably isn't helping me. But then six months down the road, I go, wow, that really helped me. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm curious what, you know, I can't imagine answering a thousand questions, especially in the detail that you answered a lot of them, which is just ridiculous. I can imagine you're just up at like 3 a.m. hacking away uh, sometimes. But um, I'm curious, like, what you personally learned from kind of going through that discipline of answering all those. Like, what did you personally kind of get out of that that just benefited you maybe as a photographer or a teacher or just as a person or whatever? Um. I think one thing that uh, I've learned doing it is that you actually can take a, on a pretty big project one little bite at a time. Because I've answered a ton of questions from my phone while standing in line at the grocery store or, you know, waiting on, like I said, Lightroom to export a job or um, I'm sitting at a coffee shop and I got 15 minutes to kill and I can knock out three questions, you know kind of a thing and so 
you know, day to day, I'm not really on my blog that much. It's not like I, I sit down for 10 hours and type out questions. It's just kind of here and there through the day. Um, I'll knock out an, an answer or two as I go along. And then in six months' time or a year's time, I look back and I go, wow, I got a, a good bit accomplished. Mm-hmm. But just doing a little bit every day. And I'm trying to work that into fitness and diet right now because I'm trying to lose weight. Yeah, okay, just a little bit, you know, like I want results right now. No, just work at it and be faithful with it every day. And, you know, and hopefully in six months I can look back and go, hey, it worked, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think I, 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 that, um, you know, and, and this is going to sound weird and cynical, like I'm making fun of people. And I'm, please, please, please know that I'm not. But going back to that, oh, everyone's a photographer these, these days. It's interesting to, like, look through my inbox and go, yeah, there's a ton of people out there going after photography, pursuing photography. And it's amazing how much they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's it's easy to go, wow, everyone's a photographer, and everyone's out there trying to be a photographer, and everyone's, like, starting a website, and they're shooting portraits, and they're advertising, and they're, and they're Twittering, and they're Facebooking, and they're, ah, oh, and everyone's a photographer, everyone's a photographer. But if you just step back and go, a lot of people are really interested in photography, and a lot of them have a really far way to go. Mm-hmm. And, and what we all need to be doing is kind uh, of put our head down, put our hand to the plow, and just go forward, you know, and yeah. just plow our field. Um, and there's tons of people around us screaming and talking and jabbering and jabbering, and there's lots of noise, and, and, and you've got to just sort of tune that out, you know, and put your hand to the plow and just, I got work to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And and the people who are doing that are far fewer in number than what it seems or feels like when you're in the middle of the industry. Yeah, far fewer people are actually out there just saying "screw y'all." I'm just plowing my field. You know? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people talking about plowing. Not as many people actually plowing. Right. <laughs> talking about yeah, I um. Something I tweeted this week, which I think is similar to what you're talking about right now, it kind of struck me as uh, everybody just seems like they're really busy. Um, everybody just seems busy. Like nobody has any time to do anything. Um, yeah. By tweet, I was like, being busy isn't the same as like working hard. It's not the same thing. That's true. Um, and I just feel like everybody's busy, but not many people are actually working. They feel like they're working, or they're talking about working, but they're not actually working. Um, and I kind of, for some reason, that kind of well, came on this. Yeah, week. we're, I mean, you can be hitting the gas and going, your speedometer would be 100 miles an hour, but your wheels are stuck in the mud. Yeah. You know, and you're going 100, not moving, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But the wheels are turning, and the engine's making a lot of noise, and stuff is happening, but you're not moving anywhere. And it's true, and I'm totally so guilty of that, man. I mean, like, yeah, I'm busy. What are you busy with? Uh what am I busy with? <laughs> like, probably with stuff I shouldn't be doing. Like, yeah. answering questions on a blog. <laughs> and other things I need to be doing. Um, luckily, I have an amazing wife who, you know, can, like, keep me on track and and be like, uh, is that what you're supposed to be working on? It's like, uh, no, no. And, um, yeah. Yeah. The, um, one of the things I was one of the questions that you had answered. You you said something about how um, you're 16 years into this like photography thing, and you feel like you're just at the base camp of the mountain. I guess yeah. like you're just starting. It feels like you're. I guess it seemed like you're just maybe starting now after 16 years in. And one of the things that I was just been really trying to hopefully communicate to people, and I think that the, that you do a good, great job in the book is just that. Um, there needs to be like a slow, long-term commitment to photography. It's just like a, it's like a very conscious lifestyle decision. 
and there's yeah. just so much pressure and there's so many photographers getting frustrated that like my business is not breaking in six figures after three years and they just like want to quit and i'm like you're you're not you're just barely even dipping your toe in the water you know um right. you're just starting like you haven't even gone anywhere yet right you know and so it's just nobody's it's i like that you're talking about that because that is just not talked about enough the short term is what everybody learns and it's not this long term well, thing it's not you know it's not fun to talk about it and it's like technical stuff you know like how many blog posts have you read recently about learning reciprocals right <laughs> yeah like none like no one writes a blog about reciprocals like no one you know no one writes those blogs um no one writes about hey you're three years in and like you're you're still a toddler mm-hmm. in this industry I don't care if you did shoot 40 weddings last year. You're still a toddler. Um, because, you, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's longevity. You know, it's, uh, I heard a great quote. I wish I could give the, the person credit. It was basically, it was like, I don't want to be a rock star. I want to be a jazz musician. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in it for the long haul and I'll adapt. Yeah. You know, I look at people like Joe McNally, who was, you know, six digits in debt after having amazing career under his, his belt, like like huge peaks and valleys in that man's life. But if you look over the long haul, like that dude has made an amazing career for himself. Um, and he's had all sorts of ups and downs through it. And if you talk to him at one little small interval points throughout his career, it'd give you different answers. Things are going great. Things suck. It's all, it's amazing. It's never been better. It's never been worse. You know, like things are getting worse. Things are getting better. Like you have to kind of look back at his career and go overall that, that dude climbed the mountain, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I think there are phenoms out there. There's, there's Joey Ells, there's kind of Jeremy Cowart's, you know, phenoms who sort of like come out of nowhere and do amazing things and we're all jealous and we all want to hang up our cameras when we look at what they're doing. But, you know, the 99% of people in this industry need at least 10 years of being a photographer before they really start to find their feet, find their style, figure out their business, and, and like really start digging in and making something happen. Ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, and you talk to someone who's had a camera for two years, and they're, they have a thousand likes on their Facebook page, and they've got 20 weddings on the books, and you're like, you got eight more years to go before you even really start to grasp who you are as a photographer. Mm-hmm. And you just see this like, void look in their eyes of like oh my god you know? <laughs> <laughs> i thought i arrived yeah yeah you know and and but that's the truth mm-hmm. you know like 10 years like like i've been going at this for i don't know 15 or 16 or something years of that that's me putting a stake in the ground saying i am going to be a photographer okay what do i do all right let me go find a school let me go learn let me figure this out so that was 15 or 16 years ago, and I feel like right now I'm really starting to like get my head wrapped around what photography is to me and what I want to do. And but like the path ahead of me is still murky. Like I don't I don't have this like crystal clear vision of where I'm going, but I've got my heavy pack on my shoulders. I've got my feet underneath me. I'm like make it my way you know mm-hmm. and it's going to take something huge to bring me down yeah and i could be brought down tomorrow but I, but i'm going you yeah. know yeah and uh, no yeah. that's good the, um there's this uh artist kind of painter conceptual artist called uh wayne wright is his name i don't know if you know who he is he worked on like the pb herman show a long time ago built like the set and stuff there's a documentary mm-hmm. about him um which is great but uh, he has a quote in the documentary, and he just says that much of art is ditch digging, which I thought was a really great quote. 
because he talked a lot of parallels about kind of the glamour of it and it's just it's really not you know it's just this kind of you're digging a ditch a lot of the time and um yeah it's kind of sludging through it it's not glamorous it kind of you know burns it doesn't feel fun all the time sometimes you just want to throw your stuff away and quit but somewhere deep down there's like this rewarding thing that just pushes you on as an artist and you just can't you can't quit you know absolutely i I tell folks that there are people that want to be photographers and then there are people who have to be photographers mm. and you're going to want something oh, I want to learn how to play guitar <laughs> like I really want to like I wish I could play guitar if I could trade my career with someone I'd be Jack White right like, when Jack White plays a guitar I don't know what it is and I don't know I don't know Jack about guitar haha um, <laughs> but there's just something when, and I've seen him play one time live and I watched him play and I was like, I want that for my photography. But but I'd love to play guitar. And I don't want to, like, be in a band. I don't want to, like, make a CD. Like, I don't want to play shows. Like, I don't want any, any aspect of the musician music industry. I just would like to sit in my living room when the kids go to bed and play guitar. But I want that. But I, but I don't have to do it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and so I've owned a guitar. I bought a guitar like a year ago or something. I've yet to take a lesson. I've yet to, um, you know, do any of that. And, um, you know, here I am a year later. I still can't play guitar. I want to. <laughs> but if I had to, if I had to do it, then, you know, I'd figure it out. I'd be playing guitar. And for me, photography is that. It's, yeah. I have to do this. Mm. I have to. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, one of the thing, one of the themes that I feel like runs through the book a lot is this idea of um, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but the industry kind of the bar has been lowered in a lot of ways, and you're and you're wanting to hopefully raise the bar um, in a lot of ways, and that's something I would love to see as well. That's something I firmly believe in. Um, but one of the questions that popped into my head is like, how do we do that? Like, that seems like a great idea. Like, let's raise the bar. But it's like, how? How can we actually do that? What are the steps that we need to take to actually raise the bar in the industry now? Um, I I don't know. I mean, sometimes I think we're just walking down to the seaside and trying to get waves to stop. You know, mm-hmm. like they're just coming. Like, <laughs> it's just. It's just, it's getting so watered down and you want to kind of throw your hands up and go, ah, heck with it. you know, but, but I think it's, you know, none of us can knock that wall of mediocrity down, but, but we can put holes in it and we can chip at it, you know, and there's plenty of people out there putting out mediocre work and mediocre workshops and mediocre blogs and mediocre top, top 10 lists that keep adding a brick to this mediocre wall. Um, but I, I think it's just a matter of just standing up and going, look, the the bar of expectations for all of us is, like, really high, you know, and then we point to people who embody that, mm. you know, like, mm. like I point to people like Dan Winters all the time, you know, look at Dan Winters, you know, people are like, well, you, you know, you're getting this, Zach, because you have 50,000 followers on Twitter or blah, 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 uh, uh, hold on. Dan Winters has, like, no followers on Twitter. He doesn't have a, you know, like, social media presence or whatever. Uh, Peter Yang. Peter Yang, great young photographer in New York, does a lot of really great editorial and commercial work. Um, An amazing guy, awesome photographer, zero social media presence. Like, he's just out there working on his craft, doing his thing, building his career, doing a great job of it. And I, I think we need to just point to people, like, look, look at this person, look at this person, look what they're doing, like, and look at the level of work they're doing. Do you know how hard it is to do that? That's not Photoshop. Like, they really did that. They really made that thing. They really used that many lights. They, you know, they they really pushed their subject that far to get that out of them. And that is, like gold medal at the Olympics and that is if you want to be a photographer what you should be striving for will you ever get it you know maybe 10 times in your life you will yeah 
You know, and like I, I'm realizing that when I die, if I get to do this till I'm like 80 years old, then when I die, I hope to have 50 photos I'm proud of. Mm. That's all I'm looking for, 50. Yeah. You know, and and you know, I don't want to be like Thomas Hawk and be like, I'm going to publish a million photos. Like, <laughs> mm, great. And how many of those are going to be awesome? Like, not many. You yeah. know, like not a numbers game it's not a popularity contest um if you want to be rich you pick the wrong industry um you know go do i don't know real estate or be a doctor or something um it's it's yeah so so i think it's just saying hey the bar's really high people and when someone comes along and makes a big banner of mediocrity you know, we all need to be nice. We all need to get along. You need to be professional and not say anything negative. But at some point, sometimes you got to stand up and go, hey, that's a load of bullshit. And this is the reason why it's a load of bullshit. And nobody listened to that. Yeah. You know, when I, when I went up against Homeboy with his top ten list, <laughs> you know, there were plenty of people who said I was mean and that I was jealous and that... You know, no one should listen to me because I'm just being cynical and mean. And, you know, this other person's just trying to be helpful and it's really great and it gives people confidence. And, and you know, and it's like, it's a lie, you know. And, and you know, a lot of people, like, hated me for that. Okay. You know, and I don't try to go pick a war with everybody. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but there are times that you got to, like, hey, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to call you out by name publicly and I'm going to, I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. And, and, but then you have to be the kind of person that will, you have to be able to be that target too. Right. You know, like people yeah. have got to be able to call me out on my shit. Yeah. Um, and, and I got to listen to that mm-hmm. and take it with a grain of salt. And so, Hey, you're right about that. I, I did say something wrong about that and I apologize for that. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, keep doing podcasts. Yeah, making good blog posts. You keep just keep putting signal into the world. Yeah, you know. Um, seems like one of the top issues I feel like facing the industry is, uh, and it's something I'm really wrestling with, and something I would like to figure out how to solve. But it seems like there's really a we're missing quality, and I'm talking about like a really really good quality critiques and like mentorships for young photographers yes i just feel like there's just a void and that's just gone now yep Um, and the reason being this is my theory is that photography schools are kind of like not many people are like going the traditional route of photography schools any longer mm -hmm. because there's so much information to learn photography online dvds and workshops and websites blogs and and you, and you can really pull yourself up by your bootstraps learning a lot of, you know, lighting and cameras and lenses and stuff. Um, and then the, there, there used to be, you know, you were a newspaper photographer and you worked on a staff that, you know, 30 photographers and five picture editors and, you know, a deputy editor and like senior photo editor and, and many photographers were working in industries around their peers and around editors, and there was constant daily feedback. You would go shoot a job at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and you'd be getting your ass torn apart at 3 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and with staff jobs, like, being annihilated, with photography schools not really being out there, there's kind of, you know a lot of photographers coming up who never really had critique, like regular ongoing critique from their peers and mentors. Um, and then, and and then there's just the whole anonymity of the web and trolls and, <laughs> you know, the forum Kings, those people have like 10 or 15,000 posts on a forum who have something to say about everything and only pictures of birds to, back them up. I'm not saying anything against bird photography, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. They sit in their backyard and they take pictures of, you know, birds and then they want to re- critique 
your portraits to the pixel. Um, and, and just kind of the whole culture of critique. And while we have a huge photography community, we do not have a critiquing community. Yeah, exactly. People, people don't know how to give critique. People don't know how to get critique. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Flickr and forums. And my best, you know, advice to people is like, get like five, six of your friends in your local area. And you say, hey, every six weeks we're going to get together. We're going to look at each other's work. We're going to be brutally honest with each other. And we're just going to sit and have coffee or a beer and talk about work. And then try to see if you can find someone up the food chain from you who has more experience and who's been around the block a few more times to, to come into your group and give you feedback from their point of view. You know, and you learn from that. Um, it, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard to get critique. Yeah. And, and it, it's also hard to get it because, like, like if someone starts giving critique, then, then they're just going to be overwhelmed by the amount of people, like, like if you walk into a starving city and you're the one guy with a food <laughs> truck, like, yeah. what's going to happen, right? Yeah. You know, there aren't many food trucks around and, like, you're just then going to be inundated with, like, oh, my God, please look at my work um, and tell me what you think. Yeah. I don't know. It's a big, big piece of the pie that's missing in our industry right now. Yeah. Big piece of the pie. Yeah, it's huge. Um, yeah, I don't know how it's going to get solved, but hopefully we figure something out. Um down the road. You know, certain, some photographers are doing individual yeah. mentoring sessions and individual critique sessions. Uh, Meg, my wife, and I, will, we've done these website critiques mm-hmm. um, when we have time, but we have four kids and a busy life, and so we can't, you know, but it's one of those things. Once we do one, we'll get 100 emails asking, like, hey, will you critique my stuff? And we can only do, like, three at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've watched some of those, and they're awesome. Um, you guys do a great job of that um a couple more questions i'll let you go <laughs> uh, i'm curious like with your diving into um your social media fast thing you do every year mm-hmm. uh i mean what what happens to your life when you do that like what how does it change and what are you what are you kind of doing and I, i'm curious if you've considered actually doing a longer one like a year or something um i have like this last one was really long and it might have been too long because i still like, it's still important to my business. Mm. Like, I, my book work and stuff like that and things happen uh, for me via social media that I don't think I could completely cut it out. Um, but, like, it's like any addiction. Like, you say, okay, I'm turning this off. And what I do is I, I have my wife go in and change the passwords on my accounts so I can't log on to them. Um, and... You you first are like you're standing in line and you reach for your phone because oh, I'm bored. Oh, I can't check my Twitter. <laughs> what am I going to do with myself? I have to sit here and just stare at people now. You know, so <laughs> you know you're, you're you're reaching for your phone. And you're like, what am I doing with my phone? Oh, nothing. Like <laughs> I have no reason to be holding this right now. Um, and then you you start to realize the the narcissism and the ego that's kind of tied into all of it too. Like, what are people saying to me? You know, what am I missing out on? And what are people, you know, you're looking at your likes and your retweets and, and that's gone. And then you go, Oh, I, I put a little too much weight in all of that in my life. Um, and then it's like, well, you suddenly have more time on your hands. Um, and you, I, I can, get more focused on things and I still didn't get all the stuff I wanted to do done but I felt I had a productive winter um, because I wasn't concerned with any of it and whatever was happening on social media I just didn't care and then by the end of it I didn't want to get back on like I like I like begrudgingly like okay uh, give me my password. I need to. I need to get back on, you know. And then it's like, hey, I'm back on, and hey, oh, connecting with people, and and you realize like how much you missed it, and how much you missed connecting with people that you really only connect with on online, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So 
you know, just, just trying to find a healthy relationship with it. Yeah. Um, and I don't do every social media path out there. Like, I do Twitter, and then Instagram, and then a third, you know, distant third is Facebook. I'm not on Google Plus. Like, I haven't posted on Google Plus, and I don't know how long. Um, you know, you, you can't do all of it. I'm afraid I'm going to have to do LinkedIn. Uh. I haven't gotten into that yet. <laughs> but I'm afraid that that's my next piece to conquer. Yeah. Because when I do research on clients I'm trying to work with, it always goes back to a LinkedIn page. Mm. So, yeah. You know. um, all right, two more things. How did uh, how those weddings go you shot last year? Uh, they went well. Um, you know, I had fun, and um, one day I'll blog about it, like on my list of things to blog about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I you know I didn't redefine the genre. I didn't you know I didn't go in and shoot upside down and <laughs> on old Russian movie film and processed with you know Coca Cola. Like, I didn't do anything weird or crazy or wacky, um, but it just, you know, it was it was a big exercise for me and, and for the client was the, just trust me. Don't give me a shot list. Just trust me. Let me do my thing. Let me just shoot pictures I want to shoot, and then I'll give them to you in a format that I choose to do so. And the format I chose to do so were blurb books. So I did uh, big 12-inch by 12-inch square blurb books. And, you know, the portfolio, if I'm going to an art director or something, I want to get like 20, 30 images and really tight edit and be very specific with the edited photos. But for someone's wedding, with all their friends and their family, and there's so many people there that mean something to them and little details that mean stuff to them. And the house they grew up in, they're getting married in the backyard, you know, like... And then there's like, I know that, you know, if I could go back to my childhood home, I'd be like, oh, there's the, you know, yeah. it just brings back memories, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've put a huge edit. Um, I want to say it was, I didn't do a, I can't remember the page count, but on the, this one edit I did, it, was, it had to be 120, 130 pages, mm-hmm. their album was. And I ran images, just one image to a page. Yeah, And sometimes I'd leave a page blank just to kind of get some visual sort of spacing and pause and things of that nature. But big images, not like trying to put 10 images onto a page, not saying, okay, you have a 40, you know, spread album and you want to put 85 pictures into it, right? Yeah. Like, screw it. I don't care about page count. I will, I will put as many photos and run them as large as I want. Um, and... And I delivered um, some of those. And then I also had smaller six-inch by six-inch uh, blurb books made for, like, parents and friends. Um, and I, I, it's my personal belief that if you shoot a wedding and do not deliver a tangible, printed something to the bride and groom and their family, it's a crime. Mm. Like, I, I truly believe that, like, it should be against the law to just <laughs> hand over a disc or a thumb drive or a Dropbox link yeah. to your wedding photos. You know, like, like against the law, like, punishable by lashings. <laughs> because there's nothing like sitting down and just holding an album, yeah. you know, and, and flipping through it. And guess what? It never needs batteries. It never needs a firmware update. You know, if mm-hmm. the book company goes out of business, your book doesn't suddenly, like, no longer have customer support, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm all about digital sharing. I'm all about, like, hey, put these on Facebook and tag your clients and do all of that for your marketing and give them some digital files so they can run with them, you know, online. And But, but you know, I mean, how many people, like, get their disk or thumb drive of images and go make themselves an album? Yeah. You know, n- never. You know, like, make it a priority. And if it's just a blurb book, just make a blurb book, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just that, or just a just 50 prints in a box. You know, like, something tangible. And, and it's, it's not that expensive, 
even if you want to turn and burn, you could still put a hundred bucks into making a book. And then when they go, oh my gosh, we want more of these. And guess what? You can sell more. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they were cool. fun. Um, I appreciated the couples. I, I shot two weddings and um, they just let me have at it. And I shot them all black and white. Well, I shot in color, but I only delivered black and white. Mm. That was the other thing I wanted to do. Yeah. Jealous. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, where do you go from here, I guess, from your thing? I didn't, I didn't know if this, yeah, just where you go. This book seems obviously massive, and it seems helpful for so many photographers out there, but, you know, for you as an artist, I mean, where are you, where are you headed? Um, <clears throat> I don't know, I'm still shooting portraits. Like, portraits is just going to be my thing that I always do. Um, street photography has kind of saved my life as a photographer. Um, in the last few years, um, and I want to get deeper into street photography. Um, I want to one day actually feel like I could call myself a street photographer. Mm -hmm. I feel that that's kind of a genre of photography. It's like a brotherhood, and I'm not saying that is like, or sisterhood, brother or <laughs> sister. You know, don't let anybody take exception. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, uh, you know, there's, it's easy to go out and be like, oh, I'm a portrait photographer. Like, that's easy. You take portraits and, and you're in the club. You know, you have a camera and you're in the club. Um, street photography, there, there, there are people who eat it and live it and breathe it and sleep it and, and they dedicate their life to street photography and they're amazing. And, and I, and I feel like it's a, I, I don't know. I don't feel I can call myself a street photographer right now, but it's, it's the one genre that I love shooting the most right now. So that's going to continue being part of my life. And, um, you know, to the point where I'm like trying to plan trips now, like personal time for me is going to be going to a big city and shooting street, um, not going to the beach and sitting, uh, you know, on the beach. It's like, you know, I want to go to Mexico city next mm. and shoot street. Um, awesome. yeah. So, cool. so street photography, if I won a billion dollars in the lottery, <laughs> um, I would still shoot portraits in street. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I when's the when's the book dropping officially? I think. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like I just got you know some boxes of them uh, from the printer, so I know they're heading to warehouses. Um, it's got to be here in the next week or so. I think on Amazon they say uh, June fourteenth, but um, you know. So they're printed and and shipping out to retailers and Amazon and Barnes and Noble, all that. So anytime now. Yeah. I would say. Fantastic. Awesome. Well yeah. Well everybody listening, go get one. It's totally worth it. Um it's uh Yes, please do. It's amazing. I'll get fifty cents. Yes. You buy one. <laughs> help, help 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 a brother out. <laughs> help a brother out. Buy my book. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being a sober voice in the industry. I mean, I, I feel like we really need people like you. I'm, I'm personally grateful, you know, for you, and I just can't thank you enough for everything you've done for for us and and this industry as a whole. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely, and you're doing a great damn job as well, knocking thanks. holes in that wall of mediocrity. So trying. Keep doing what you're doing, Holmes. Trying, man. Trying. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>